Hey, how's everybody doing this morning? Who, who actually got some sleep last night? A few of you guys. I got some great sleep last night. Apparently this cabin did not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But uh, hey, and then how, did you guys enjoy your so what time last night? Was that a good time? That's what I like to hear. Well, hey, rest assured, we got more of that coming the rest of this weekend. But hey, last night we kicked off the weekend strong talking about that statement in Genesis chapter 1, let there be light. And we talked about what that means for us and that when God said let there be light, he wasn't just talking about a physical light. Rather, he was talking about bringing order and life and goodness, his light, into the world. And, and so what time, I hope you guys were able to discuss a little bit about that and what you guys want to see God bring light to in your life this weekend. Hey, this morning what I want to do is continue walking through that story in Genesis with you um, to see kind of what happened. Because as we finished up last night, we basically all agreed that, yeah, we know that God created the world perfect and in perfect order and with perfect intention, but something is obviously off, really, and we can, we've all experienced that, especially in this last year. And so back into Genesis chapter 1, um, I'm not going to read it to you guys. I'm going to kind of give you some Cliff Notes version because we had a lot to cover this morning. But in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we get into a verse still about creation, and it's talking about when God creates mankind. Actually, I will read this verse to you guys. And this is what it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, talking about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, and all of the earth, and all of the creatures that crawl on the earth. And then in verse 27 it says this, So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. Man, how cool is it to think that when God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of the universe, when he created you, he did it in his image. Now when I think about that, my mind starts to run a little bit about what does it really mean for me to be created in God's image. And we could really, if we wanted to, spend the entire weekend on exactly what that looks like. I mean, what does it mean that we are image bearers of Christ? But what I think about in, in concerning the light topic that we're on this weekend is back to that, that passage in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, when it said this, Now this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. Now, if we're putting this together like it's a puzzle, and if God is light, and we were created in God's image, then that must mean that God created us to be lights as well, right? Like, doesn't that just make sense that if God is light, and we were created in God's image, he created us to be lights as well. The way that we were shaped, the way that we were created, God's intention for us is not only to live in the light, but be to, to be reflections of his light in the world that we live in. And so continuing on with that story in Genesis, um, kind of fast forwarding up to Genesis chapter three, it's the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. And so God creates man and woman and he places them in the garden of Eden. It's a perfect place, light is everywhere. There's no darkness in the world, it's a perfect place. And God gave Adam and Eve only one rule, only one command. He said, you can eat from any tree in the garden that you want, but there's one tree that you can't eat from. And as the story goes, and you probably all know a little bit about it at least, Adam and Eve are deceived by the enemy. They're deceived by Satan. And they believe that maybe they might actually know better than God. Satan asks, did God really say that? And what happens is they choose to break the one rule 
that God gave them, and they ate from the tree that God commanded them not to. And what happened in that moment was everything changed. We went from living in perfect harmony with God until this thing called sin into the world. How many of you guys have ever heard of sin? A few of you guys raise your hands. There we, yeah, this thing called sin entered the world. And what we know about God is that God is perfect. And God has never sinned. And God cannot exist in the presence of sin. And so because sin entered the world, there became a divide between man and God. And friends, that's where we find ourselves today. God created the world perfect and in perfect harmony and in perfect relation with him. But when sin entered, there became a gap and a divide between God and man. And that is where we find ourselves. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want us to work towards an understanding of kind of what the darkness is. Because if we want to understand what light is, we also need to understand what darkness is and how darkness shows up in our lives. And specifically what I want to do is look at how it shows up in your lives in the season that you're in as junior hires. Because that's a, that's a, this is a real time of life and what you guys are experiencing and what you guys are going through are real things. So the reality is this, that though God had created us to be light and to walk in light, whether we want to admit it or not, we were born into a dark and a sinful world. And so oftentimes we find ourselves living in darkness. This morning we're going to talk about three different ways that we can find ourselves living in darkness. And I'm just going to tell you all three of them, and then we're going to spend some time breaking down each one. So here's the three different ways. Number one is this, we walk in darkness on purpose. We walk in darkness on purpose. The second one is we walk in darkness because we forget God's truth. Okay, And then the third is that we walk in darkness because we simply don't know any different. Now let's dig into each one of those. Very specifically, again, how it looks for you guys in your life as junior hires. And so that first way that we can find ourselves walking in darkness is that we walk in darkness on purpose. Now let's just be honest for a second. If, you've, if you know Jesus, if you have a relationship with Jesus, if you were raised in the church, there has probably been a time in your life, whether it was in the past or maybe you're living it right now, that you just decided that even though you know what God has called you to do, that even though you know what is right and what is good, you have simply decided that you know better than God and you're going to do it your own way. I'm not going to make you raise your hands, but I think if we were being honest, we would all say that we've done that or we're currently doing that. And it shows up in all different ways. I mean, sometimes it's little things, like I love dessert, okay? Like last night I put down a few brownies and a few cookies, all right? And I probably shouldn't have. And so sometimes, it, you know, knowing what I should do and then doing the opposite is like, I know I shouldn't get a second bowl of ice cream, but sometimes I just feel like I need to do it, you know? And then I reap the consequences of that. Sometimes, okay, this is my weakness, Oreos, okay? Oreos, those are my weakness. And I know I should always just limit myself to like four Oreos. But what often happens is I only leave like four Oreos left in the box. You know what I'm saying? And I do the, I know what I should do, and instead I do the exact opposite. And so sometimes it's silly little things like that. But other times it's real things. And other times it's big things. Like when you're feeling temptation, and you know that God has given you the strength to endure, and you know that God has given you an escape, and you know what God has called you to do, but you decide that in that moment, the temporary satisfaction from giving into that temptation is worth it for you because you think that it's going to satisfy. And there's been times in my life when, I have, uh, when I've done that. 
when I, when I know what God has called me to do, when I know what is best for me, but I decide that watching a movie that might be a little bit more on the inappropriate side is okay because I think it's going to make me laugh or I think it's going to be funny and it's going to raise my spirits for the night. Or sometimes it's making fun of somebody. And I know that God has called me to be an encourager and God has called me to speak life into people, but I choose to make fun of somebody. Why? Because if I can get the attention off of myself for a few minutes and onto them, then I might feel a little bit better about my insecurities, right? How many of us have been there? It happens in all different ways. There's a story in scripture. It's the story of the prodigal son. How many of you guys have ever heard that story? We're not going to read it. I'm going to talk about it. If you guys want to go through it in your so what time, that would be a great place to go through it. But the story goes that there's a father and he has two sons. And they have, the, they have their lives made and, and things are going good for them. But the younger son decides that, you know, he doesn't want to live in his dad's house anymore. And so he goes to his father and he says, dad, give me everything that's mine. I'm getting out of here. I want to go do my own thing. And so the father gives him what his inheritance is. And the son goes out on his own and he spends everything that his dad gave him living foolishly, trying to live the life that he thinks is best for him. He wastes everything on parties and food and foolish things. And the reason that he did it was because he thought that he knew what the best life was for him. And maybe that's where you find yourself tonight. Or this morning, I guess it's this morning, right? Sometimes I get confused. Maybe that's where you find yourself this morning or this weekend. Making intentional decisions to walk outside of the life that God has called you to. Maybe that's where you are and God wants to light up your life in that area this week. And the second way that we can find ourselves walking in darkness is this, is we do it because we forget God's truth. Now, looking back on the year 2020 that we just came through and the season of life that we find ourselves in, guys, I think that this is one that we're all gonna be able to relate with. Sometimes we find ourselves walking in darkness because we simply forget God's truth. And what happens is that slowly and over the course of time, the truths from God that we know to be true and right and good, truths like you are loved unconditionally, or that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, or that you don't have to do a single thing to earn God's grace or love for you, or no matter what you've ever done, that Jesus loves you, or that your identity and your worth are found in Jesus Christ alone, or that your value isn't found in accomplishments, but in Jesus's love. See, those truths, those things that we know to be good and right, if we're not intentional to remind ourselves of God's truth, what happens is the lies from the world will begin to outweigh God's truths in our lives and they take the place of them. See, the world that we live in is constantly flooding us with its way of doing things. People in the world around us, in social media, in movies, in everything has an agenda that is separate from what God has called us to. And the weight of the world's ways can push its way right into our hearts and our minds and take the place of God's truth in our life. See, at school, it could, look, it could look like believing the lie that you have to talk and act like a certain group of people if you want to fit in. And if you don't fit in, then you're not good enough or you're not cool enough or you'll never be enough. Or maybe it's at home. It's believing the lie that because your parents don't often tell you that they're proud of you, that you're never going to be good enough. Or it's believing the lie that because your parents fight all the time, that it's somehow your fault. See, there's lots of lies in this world that can begin to creep in and take the place of God's truth in our hearts. But friends, I see this happen all the time. Not only in my own life, but in the life of students and my friends and adults. 
And the reason that we often forget God's truth is not because we didn't believe it in the first place. The reason that we often forget God's truth is because we don't take the time to intentionally remind ourselves of it on a regular basis. In Psalm chapter 119, verse 11, the writer says this. He says, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you or so that I might not forget your truths. Friends, remembering God's truth in our life is an intentional thing. And if we don't take the time to remind ourselves on a daily basis, if the only time you're ever reminded of God's truth is on Wednesday night when you're at youth group or on Sunday morning when you're at church, man, the weight of the world around you, our exposure to the world is gonna outweigh it because we're not putting the time in to know it. If you spend more time listening to poor music or watching TikTok or scrolling through Instagram or watching Netflix than you do with Jesus, why are we surprised when we begin to forget God's truth and wonder why we believe the lies of the world? I wanna remind, I wanna, I wanna give you guys a thought. You know, oftentimes when we talk about darkness, a lot of times we talk about it just simply as sin, right? Darkness is sin, darkness is doing bad things. But let's kind of rework that understanding of what darkness is. Because if God is light, right, God is light, and if, if everything, or God, everything that has to do with God is good and is truthful and is life-giving, then anything that's the opposite of that would be considered darkness, right? So God is good and anything else will be darkness. Now, darkness doesn't just have to be sin. Darkness can show up in any other way, and oftentimes it shows up in things like anxiety and fear and depression and believing lies. Friends, what happens when we remind ourselves of God's truth? The light pushes out the darkness. Remember yesterday we talked about light and darkness can't exist in the same place. And you can imagine it like a candle. And God's light, God's truth in us is like a candle that's burning bright and it's burning strong. But what happens is, if that candle doesn't have enough wax to burn, it begins to get dimmer and dimmer. And the dimmer that light gets, the darker the room around it gets. And that's how God's truth works in our lives. Man, we have to make sure that we're taking care of that flame to keep it bright. There's a verse in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and it says this. I love the way that's worded in the message translation. It says this, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. And then how often is that the case for us? That we become so well-adjusted to the world that we live in, that without even thinking, without even realizing it, we begin to fit right in to the world around us. Guys, I know that this has been a hard year. I know that yesterday, uh, you guys were asked the question, man, how many of you guys experienced fear or anxiety or depression? And almost all of the hands in the room went up. Can I tell you guys that that is not the life that God has intended for you to live? Guys, this weekend, my prayer, my hope, is that God would begin to light up some of those areas in your life because he's called us to live in the light and not the darkness. See, but maybe you're sitting here tonight or this, I keep saying tonight, man. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're like, I don't even know what these truths about God are. Like this whole God thing is new to me. Man, one of the ways that people can find themselves walking in darkness by the term is, is because we simply don't know who God is. And if that's you, man, I wanna tell you that that is totally cool. I'm so glad that you're here this weekend because I have a feeling that you're gonna experience God and his light in a unique way. But I wanna remind each and every one of you guys of something. 
that when God, out of his abundant love for you, created you, when he chose to create you in his image, he did it with the greatest life for you in mind. He did it with great intention and great purpose, with a plan laid out for you. And the way that God shaped us, friends, is for a life that's lived in the light. We were created to live lives where we don't have to walk in darkness. And tonight we're going to talk about a verse uh, that Jesus says, something that Jesus says that will change our lives forever. But this morning I want to finish up by telling you guys a little bit about my story. I'm only going to tell you the first half because I want to finish the second half tonight to kind of bring it all home for you. But um, I, I was raised in a Christian home. All right? I was born and raised in a Christian home, probably like a lot of you guys were. My dad's a pastor and my mom's a women's ministry director. So there was like no getting away from church, even if I wanted to. Okay, every Sunday I was at church. And here's the thing. I knew all the right answers. I knew how to act. I knew how to play it. I knew how to make people like people thought that I was like an angel child. All right. Believe it or not, I had it going on when I was a kid. Okay, and people I could make people think that I knew all the right things, that I was living right, that I was doing all the good things. But despite growing up in church and growing up with great parents who, who taught me the love of Jesus and, and showed me the love of Jesus, it didn't always translate into me living the life that God had called me to live. See, I began to have a lot of doubts and questions that, that man, is this life really the right life for me? Like, is this the best life for me? Because what happens, and you guys probably experienced this, the world around us tries to tell us that everything that it's got going on is better, Right? And that by following Jesus, we're missing out on something. And that's simply, that's just not the case. But that's not the point of this story. So when I was in high school, I was a baseball player, okay? I played baseball, I played water polo. Those were my sports. Um, and I was decent. But here's the thing. On my baseball team, I was like the only Christian guy. I was like the only Christian dude. So I had no buddies to keep me accountable. I had no friends to kind of push me towards Jesus at practice or at games. And honestly... I kind of felt left out because I was different. My life looked different. I acted different. I talked different. I behaved different. And the guys on my team, they were the kind of people who kind of did whatever they wanted. They lived however they wanted. They partied. They drank. They did the things of the world. And they made me feel like they were living the life and I was somehow missing out. Because I felt lonely and like I was all alone and missing out, I wanted so badly to fit in with this group of people. And so you know what I did? I started doing what they did. I started acting like them and talking like them. And when I'd go to church, I would be able, I was a good kid, right? You guys know this game. When I went to church, I was a good kid. And I had all the right answers and my pastors thought that I was great. And then I went to school and I went to practice and I was somebody totally different. You know what's interesting though? is no matter how hard I tried to fit in with the people on my baseball team, no matter how hard I left the life that I knew God had called me to live behind and started pursuing the way that they were doing things and acting like them and talking like them, I still didn't fit in. And no matter how close I got to, the, to acting the same and looking the same as them, I still didn't fit in. There was still something missing. And even when I was invited to hang out with them, it didn't fulfill me. It didn't make me feel satisfied. It didn't do anything. It only left me feeling empty and incomplete and wanting more. And maybe this morning, that's how you guys feel. Maybe you've been living that life where at church and at home, you're one person. 
and at school and at practice, you're somebody else. Because you think that, that you can find meaning or find satisfaction or find fulfillment in a different kind of life. But then there was a moment in my life, and I'm going to finish the story tonight. There was a moment in my life that began to change everything for me. I had a moment at a camp just like this, where something clicked. And I realized that the life that I was pursuing was never going to fulfill. It was never going to satisfy. It was never going to make me feel whole. And so as we head into so what time, I want to encourage you man, to begin to identify what are some of those areas in your life that you feel like you might actually be walking in darkness. Whether you're making an intentional decision to, whether it's something that's kind of just happened slowly over time as you begin to forget God's truths in your life, forget the things that he speaks over you. Or maybe you just don't know about this God guy yet. And you want to know more. As you go into so what time, man, let's get honest. Let's get vulnerable. Let's take advantage of this time that we have away from the distractions of life. Up here on the mountain with no phone service and nothing like that. And let's spend time with God and with our friends and our church family. All right, so let's pray. And we're going to head out and we're going to do that. So Jesus, we love you. God, and again, we're thankful for scripture. And just the guide to life that it is. Father, I'm thankful for the truth that you, we were created in your image. God, that when you created us with a purpose and with a plan, God, to be your light and to live in your light. Father, I pray that you'd help us to identify some of those areas that we've begun to walk in darkness, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, man, or maybe we just don't know you that well yet. Father, as we go into so what time, would our conversation be vulnerable? Would it be honest? God, and would it be life-changing? So Jesus, we love you, and it's in your name. Amen.